1: Welcome to Patriots 4th and 2, the official podcast of PatsFans.com. And we are back on Patriots 4th and 2, the official podcast of PatsFans.com. I'm Russ Goldman. Joining me right now, as always, is Steve Balceri in the secret square. And Derek Havens with a little bit of a smile (laughs) in the right-hand square. And today's show, I'm going to ask the question because it's been a pretty, let's just say, interesting, volatile week for the Patriots. Are the Patriots heading in the right or wrong direction? And of course, I spelled direction wrong, so that starts us off with a Goldman to start the show. (laughs) So let's not waste any time, guys. And also, please do subscribe on Apple (laughs) Podcasts. Mr. Balistrieri, I'll go to you. Opening thoughts on a volatile week for the Patriots.
0: Yeah, um... You know, you always look forward to, to going to joint practices as what happened this week. We've been there several times, seen the Saints a couple of times, seen the Eagles, the Bears. Um, I can't even remember how many. We've, we've gone to several down there it. at Gillette. And you always look forward to it because you get to see the players, you know, Going against another team, so you you get a better feel for how they're doing. But I thought this week both sessions were marred by ugly brawls that were basically stupid. And, you know, you hate to see that. That's how people get hurt. In fact, a woman did get hurt, one of the fans, and I thought that was awful. The
2: Crafts are so lucky. So lucky she wasn't hurt worse. I mean, just the, that lawsuit would have been so easy. It was like, Jesus, I mean it, you know, you know, you can always tell that or you can tell that this was you know a shit show. Because Mike Reese was pissed off. We've met Mike Reese several times. Every single one of us. How many times has Mike Reese ever been pissed off? <laughs> you can easily see how yeah, he
1: was perturbed. There's oh, no he was. He was. That. He
2: was annoyed. You can tell because he does his daily recap videos. And yeah, he was. I would say audibly. He said and he never visibly, saw this
1: before. Never. Never saw seen it, it in level. two
2: decades. We've been down there a lot. Not twenty years worth. Yep. Never. I mean, I I can't think of a better. I guess, um, you know, third party to kind of give us a little perspective that Mike Grease, who is one of the, you know, you know, best, obviously one of the best reporters on the beat in the country, but for this team specifically, and wow, just like Steve said, just totally, totally unproductive in some stance in some circumstances. And I understand, I get that if you are a coach, why training can't, uh, joint practices could be more beneficial to the games because everything's so controlled. Um, right. To me, I think the Panthers seemed based off reports were the instigators, but I think the Patriots were complicit as well. And uh, when you have, when you have so many, you know, I guess back and forths, I, I just think it was, it's, it's frustrating because it's like, you know, you're not really probably working on what you need to be.
0: Okay. Yeah, in stuff. fact, uh, to to just recap on that, now, I was trying to think back to all the joint practices we saw. We've never seen anything like that.
1: Mm-hmm. Not like we've seen
0: individual dust-ups, which you know can happen. That's you know, individual ones are one thing, but when you know both teams just get into a melee and it continues over two days. That's the part right. that blows and, me away. And I was trying to think about you know, that exact same thing. And I I remember the three of us were there and the Patriots had two brawls amongst each other. If you remember that, it was just uh, the offense and defense the same day. And then Belichick had all the coaches leave the field and the captains all got together and, and finished practice on their own with no problems. Do you remember that? Yeah, I do. I I do remember that, Steve. I do as
2: well.
1: But, you know, this to me, and again, I wasn't there. None of us were there, but this sounds a little bit different. Mm -hmm. And I'm not sure what to make of this, Derek. Because, again, the talk here is, is this a positive? Is this a negative?
2: No, it's it's, it's absolutely a negative. No, it's absolutely a negative. I mean, I don't think it really has much. I don't know how to phrase this. I don't really think it carries much weight as far as like the team for the year goes. I just meant for the vacuum. I just it think all. it was just a it was just a bad shitty look. week. Yeah bad it, it, is bad, it is a bad look. I mean, like I said, I it seems like based on reports, the Panthers were overly aggressive and then probably were doing a little jawing and a little chippy. See, here's the thing people need to understand you have eighty-five guys out there on both on both teams. So you have 170 guys somewhere in their 20s or 30s. <laughs> you have a lot of testosterone on the field, okay? It's a competitive environment. It's extremely emotional, and people have their jobs on the line. So it's not like, like, I, I I can understand some people being like, oh, well, why is this happening? Well, I mean, there's a lot of emotion. There's a lot of testosterone. There's a lot of things. That, like, people are, people have their careers on the line. So you're going to have some extracurricular activities. At the same time, if you're Matt Rule staff, if you're Belichick staff, every every coaching staff is telling their players before they go out no fighting like it, there's no there was no discipline it seems like based on reports there was a lot of a little little extra business from from the Panthers that seemed to be the instigators in a lot of this unfortunately the Patriots were complicit i don't right. totally blame them but i'm not saying the Patriots were totally off the hook but it does seem like the Panthers were kind of starting a lot of this and um you know when when that happens it just leads to I, in my opinion, some unpro, you know unpro, uh, unproductiveness and, like I said, I mean, we we don't need any, we don't need to go any further than Mike no. Reese being like, hey, this is not what we're looking for, you know. So, uh, it's a little frustrating because you know these these can be valuable and it seems like it was a lot a, lar- a largely a waste of time.
1: I agree with that, Darth. The only thing that I can say to go along with that, <clears throat> and I think. In a very strange way, that Belichick will use this and will weed out players that maybe were a part of this. Maybe we're going to see some of that. Look, maybe we're going to see some Kendrick surprise Porn. cuts. You look, know, Kendrick Bourne.
2: I mean, well, again, we, we see him. We did that. see him at the game. I mean, he got he got sat he got sad out of this last game because of the fight. I mean, that's I mean, it's flat and out. That's
1: cool. a message, Derek. And that you know, in a way, I want that message sent. Because yeah. what happened was not, again, uh, acceptable. So for me, you send the message. If they don't get the message, they're gone. It doesn't matter really, honestly, on this team. Except for the quarterback, it doesn't matter who you are. You're you're going to be gone. And yeah. you know, and th- that to me is a strong message. I think Belichick as, will as, get as something Bill says, positive out of in this. the
2: game. You can't fight in the game. You can't fight no. in practice. If you fight, you get sent to the locker room. And yeah. again, I I, I don't. I don't know this for a fact, but it, it seemed like Bourne was was sad because of See, he got ex- you know, ex- 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 uh, because he got sent out of practice, and I well, I know that Fred Kirsch echoed the same thoughts on Patriots.com, right. which makes me feel right. Kind of like and our case. friend
1: Chris Goodwin chimes in. Bill will not stand for any bad discipline. He is hundred mm-hmm. percent right on that, and I could agree. He and again, in a way, like I said, not that I want them to fight. But this will also eliminate players that maybe should not be there because that sh- lack of discipline is not going to fly because it will affect the season, Derek. It will. Well, affect we, we've been there, morale. and again,
2: like, I'm not trying to be like you know, I don't know, Hardo over here, but like a couple of fights happen. But like what well, No, but this is I beyond mean, that. I mean, oh it's so beyond that. I mean way beyond what, what if you we listen to say. any if you listen to any of the Boston radio sports programs, I mean, that that were all down there. I mean, you couldn't go ten minutes without them talking about a different fight that was on the field, a different skirmish, a different you know, it was just it it just seemed very, very like, you know.
1: Oh, but like they that, actually but, enjoyed that. But let's just that's a that's well it a, depends. A, that's I a mean, whole separate show.
2: I, I think I think when you're talking yeah. about when you're talking about doing something live, sure. But when you're if you're looking at it as if you're looking at it as someone who's you know following the team and, and cares about the team, then you're looking yeah. at it as like okay, well, you. Are, I think we all understand it, but right. it's like. Okay, at some point, it's like, guys, get your shit
0: together. I mean, Right, come on. right. But, you right. know, the the second day, like on day the one. The second day, especially, was, yes. Thank like, you. The fight with Bourne. I
1: mean, that that's the thing that gets me. that There is a second day, Steve. Go ahead. Sorry.
0: Right. They they had the fight. Bourne had a fight the first day. Mm-hmm. And Wilkerson and Kenny Robinson, the safety for uh, Carolina, had a fight the first day. Then the second day, there was supposed to be a drill with kickoffs where it wasn't supposed to be full contact. And then Robinson lays out Wilkerson and stands over and taunts them, which really ticked off the Panthers coach rule. And, you know, he's saying they're going to watch the tape this weekend and they're going to decide whether or not Robinson has to go. And and that's what started the fight on the second day. And then Dietrich Wise...
2: Robinson was kicked out of both phases of joint practice, yes. by the way. And so.
0: then Dietrich Weiser on the very next play runs Christian McCaffrey way out of bounds, and that's where it spilled over the where stance. the woman got hurt. And that that to me was uncalled for. You know, you I, I understand you, you play to the whistle, but don't run, especially one of the marquee players in the league, Way out of bounds, especially a guy with his injury history. There's I no reason if, for that, Steve. That's no. taking that, it too far. There was far. no absolutely wise. No reason. Wise
2: gave a little extra, you know, oomph into what he was. He he knew what he was doing, you know. So right. it's you don't. You're not supposed to take guys to the ground, and everybody knows that you're supposed to. I don't want to say favor one of the better players in the league, but it's not what you're supposed to do. You know, it's not. No. So I, I, I couldn't agree with Steve Moore. And I mean, I mean, hey, I I don't think you going back to Steve's first example of Kenny Robinson over Wilkerson. You know, I don't think we need to go any further than Matthew Slater's comments yep, right. post-practice. I mean, how many times have we heard Slater going back and forth, or Sengsme. Slater was pissed, and I thought I thought Slater's comments were perfectly articulated. And, it I, I mean, he he literally walked over to this the Panther sideline with his hands up, like, like you know he was like, "Hey guys, I'm not here to, you know, rustle any feathers." But you know, it's like he he was like, "What are we doing here?" I mean, I, and I think that's that's been that probably needed to happen. And, and you know what, like I think. I don't know a lot about Coach Rule. I really don't. Um, obviously, he's on the hot seat to get fired. He is actually the favorite to be fired first, if you go to some of the sports books. Um, but it certainly seems like whatever environment that he has going there, there was a lot of pent-up emotion coming from that sideline. I think that fueled a lot of things. I don't think the Patriots responded well to it. But no. I, going back to what we, how we started the show, I do think I do think the Patriots were complicit with some of the, some of this, and it's it's frustrating because disappointing. I, I do think competition is is good, but this was an iron sharpening not iron, <laughs> you know. So not this dark. Way. This is no, no. this
1: is taking it to a place where it doesn't need to go. Like I said, some of the fighting mm-hmm. or some of the drawing back and forth that we would see, that the three of us would see. Sure. You chalk it up to good competition. You say, okay, fine, that's going to happen. This goes way beyond that. It's not acceptable. And as our friend Chris Goodwin said, Bill will not stand for this and you will not be around long if you continue to do that. And I don't know if um, Kendrick Bourne is one of those on the hot seat because of it, but if he is, then he has deserved it. And if Mm. he's not with the Patriots because of this, again, he would have deserved that. I don't want him not on the pass, but you can't be doing this kind of stuff. You just can't. Uh, but see, here's the can't. thing,
2: too, is like when you're at, at joint practices, like say Steve's the head coach. I'm the head coach. I'm going to tell Steve, like, hey, I really want to work on goal line. Of course. Hey, what do you want to work on? And Steve will be like, I really want to work on third and longs. Right. So we do this. And, you know, and Steve will tell me, hey, when you're, when, when you're on defense in third and longs, can you run a lot of zone? I need I need to get my guys ready for some coverage right. or whatever, of course. you know, okay. What's back and forth? It, of course. So you're, you know, you're, they're taking turns, seeing looks, getting their guys prepared for things that they want to see. When you have, when you have something like this going on, it's totally disruptive. And it's, I, I, I just think that, you know, I think someone said, one of you two earlier said that the week was marred, you know, by this. And I, I agree. I just think it's, It it was, it was a frust. It's frustrating that you know you have an opportunity to get better, and I don't think you did. And I think it goes back to, um, you know, just Carolina not being a disciplined team. And and unfortunately, it seems like the Patriots kind of bought into it. So,
1: well,
0: that's you know, Matt Rules, uh, his comments after Wednesday, I thought would have put an end to it, you know, because I figured he would rein in his team. Because, well, Tuesday
2: going into Wednesday, right?
0: Right. But then he said. You know, with the hit from Kenny Robinson, he said he didn't see it, but I did see him standing over the player. That's not how we want to practice. We don't stand over someone and taunt them. That can affect their livelihood. So we sent him off. We should be playing football the real way. We help a guy up, not standing over him. And I figured that would have reigned in his team. But if you noticed on Friday night, they were flagged for a 15-year penalty after the pick six were players who weren't even dressed ran onto the field. And I think that was a little bit of taunting at the Patriots again. And, no. you know, th- I take that as the coaches aren't being in control of their players. No, no.
2: Yeah, he has no control over the locker room. No, he has I would say, I would none. say the same thing. I would say the same thing about, I, I won't say the same thing about Bill. Cause I think Bill had his team has his team under control for the most part, but this week this week was like okay he might have him under control but they can only take so much cuz like I said the, you can't you can't look at what happened this week and be like hey, it's only one sided I mean it's not no. just one sided you know I mean the no it the, takes wise two hit, the tango down. Uh, the Foren- well, the penalty he- in the penalty in the in the preseason game going after Kenny Robinson by the way I mean come on that wasn't a that wasn't a, that was not an accident like I mean there were, there were things going on throughout the week that were and both sides. And guys,
1: I hate to go there because of the Patriots situation the last couple of years, but losing teams do this. Bad mm. teams do this. Undisciplined yep. teams do this. This is not what the Patriots should be striving for. So that's really the disappointing part for me is, and probably for someone like Mike Reese, because Mike Reese expects better from the New England Patriots. We all do. It's unacceptable. It's certainly yes. unacceptable for Belichick. And, and then I, cl- I wanna clarify. Again, really just embarrassed by the way they acted. I I'm want to clarify. I, I
2: do think I do think that Bill has control of this team, but I think that this week was eye opening from a perspective of I know Rule doesn't have control. Like Steve just laid out a good a good yep. example. Okay. I know Rule doesn't have control of his team. It was pretty evident there. I do think the I do think the Panthers were instigating, I thought that the Patriots let themselves go way too far. And you heard that from comments from veteran players throughout the week. And it was pretty obvious. So, you know, I mean, you know, I, I know that rule said what he said publicly, Russ, to your point, from what you yep. just mentioned, but did he say it to his players, does players really buy it? Or was he just saying that because it was a bad
0: look?
1: Cause yep.
2: you know, I, I tend to feel like it was the latter.
1: Okay. Yeah. And some of
0: the other beat writers, I'm trying to remember who said it, but they said on Tuesday that the Panthers had been talking smack from the minute they had got on the field and the Patriot players fell into that where they were getting ticked.
2: So from what I gathered, um, you know, the Patriots kind of went into it, I guess, at a lower tempo and the Panthers came in at kind of a higher tempo. And, you know, When you, again, you have a guy one-on-one from different teams. um, Because the Patriots have been going against the same players for the last couple weeks, like all the NFL teams do, right? That haven't been in joint practices. All of a sudden, you're going, you got a new mix of competition. Now you're being looked at in a different light. Those one-on-one reps, you're under a microscope. Right. So if Steve and I are going against each other, I'm the DB, is the receiver. You know, it seemed like the Panthers were doing a little... Couple extra shoulder nudges, a little extra hand fighting, a little talking after each play. And I think that was why I keep saying the word instigate. Yep. I just feel like the Panthers were kind of instigating, inciting some some reaction. They got what they wanted. I just I and again the Patriots were complicit in that. I just feel like based on what I've gathered, the Panthers were kind of the ones who started the fire. So
1: Okay. I think we've spent more than enough time on this guys. Before <laughs> yep. we move on, I just want to share some comments from our friends in the uk they're the ones that are commenting so again this is from our friend chris Goodwin, who also noticed a little goldman to begin the show What's of up, course chris, chris. <laughs> and chris was actually watching my last show cottage talk when i was talking to my friend Giannis, who happens to be a bills fan and chris had to chime in and he made some comments so thank you for that chris i appreciate that you put Giannis in his place i appreciate that so i just want to mention that and of course our friend claire cooper is uh with us too and she hopes derek feels better
2: I'm feeling so good. Just, I appreciate it, Claire. I really do. Hope you're doing Okay. Well.
1: <laughs> good stuff. Guys, before we get into talking about the game, we do have some things that went on during the week. Let's start here. Let's start with, I don't know how you feel about this. We haven't uh-huh. talked about this. Let's talk about the retirement of James White. Yeah. So, Steve, thoughts on James White retiring? It's not a surprise, but I want to look at it this way. What's his legacy?
0: Oh, I I think his legacy will be a great one for the Patriots. I mean, I think in five years, he's going to put on a red jacket with the team Hall of Fame. Um, We weren't, as you said, we weren't surprised by this because that injury is is really tough to come back from. Most players who suffer that, either their career is over or they're never quite the same. And, you know, just before training camp, Mike Reese was saying he saw him at a charity event, and he was still walking with an uncomfortable gait, which tells you he was limping. And so that was in April. That, that kind of put the handwriting on the wall. But right, yeah, it doesn't take away from his great career. No, nope. you know, I look back. There were so many games you could, you know, specifically specifically point to, and say, you know, they didn't have anything going on on offense, and then Brady started finding James White. And open things up and they, they came away with the win.
1: Yeah. I mean,
0: you go back to that Super Bowl 51 and there was a playoff game against the Ravens. He was just on another plane during that game. He honestly, the Super Bowl against uh, Atlanta, I thought he had a real shot at being, and he probably should have been, sure then. the MVP. MVP. Of course. I agree with that. I agree
1: with that. And what's interesting about him, Steve, and then I'll go to Derek and get his thoughts, is that I remember his first year. He barely played. So you went from a player that barely played to becoming probably a player that will be, get a, possibly a red jacket. In fact, he probably will <laughs> get a red Not jacket. Not possibly. <laughs> probably. Yeah, he will. he will. He will. Okay, fine, Derek. Thank you. So you've we've gone full circle on James White, but that also shows that even as a rookie, if you don't show anything as a rookie, you can still have a Patriots Hall of Fame career. Julian Edelman is a similar player. But James hearing. White really epitomized that. So Derek, what are your thoughts about the retirement of James White?
2: <clears throat> well, Steve, I know I know you you weren't here last show, but Steve and I did talk about James White a little bit. Um and uh so I would say about this for James White. He was reliable, consistent, and clutch. Uh, Never fumbled in his entire career. Uh, Always was where he needed to be. Everybody talks about him the same way, the people that know him. You know, he's always got a smile on his face, always professional. Um, You know, I I think if you go to the Falcons Super Bowl, you look at 16 targets, 14 catches, over 100 yards, three touchdowns, a two-point conversion. I mean, that's sick. I mean, it's just just sick. Um, I... I just feel like he's one of those players that you look at him and you go, you know, he's not, it's not like overly flashy with his, you know, uh, with, with, with his moves, you know, on the field, you know, it's not like he has like this, like four, two speed. Right. He doesn't have like the twitchiness of like a Tyree kill or one of those kind of players. Uh, but he's when he, when he's moving on the field, you're like, this guy looks like he's, he's so patient. He's so under control. It almost felt like James White played, like, he was seeing everybody else in slow motion. And he just kind of Great moved. Vision. Yeah, just unbelievable vision. Uh, and uh, I, I just feel like, again, always where he needed to be. <clears throat> always under control. Always reliable. Just just one of those guys that you just can't replicate. Hard to describe. You just kind of see it. And you're just like, wow. Um, just... A, a, a great, a great player, great person. Happy for him. Happy for him. Uh, yep. Sad for the team because that's a big hole to fill. But uh, I think that what he brought to the team. I mean, I mean, you don't win. <laughs> it's funny. He's he's sitting out his rookie year, watching Shane Vereen set the record yep. for catches caught and the, against the against Seattle, only for him to break it
1: two years <laughs> later,
2: a couple years later, yep. against the Falcons, um, and one of the best. Performances we've seen from a player. I mean, what, what, what more can you say? Just right. a just a tremendous career.
1: I totally agree, Derek. All right, so let's move on to something that happened this week. And um, I don't know if this is a surprise, but I was actually hoping that we would see him play f- for the Patriots. But again, we're not going to see it. And there's a lot of history here too, Steve. Mm. Thoughts on Malcolm Butler being put on IR. Now, I would like to talk about Malcolm Butler as a player and try to steer away from the conspiracy theories. And Derek's probably going to say, oh, let's talk about the conspiracy theories. No, I'm not. Okay, because I think the conspiracy theories are BS. I I don't care about any of that. I care about...
2: I really don't care either, but I I really have no interest in it.
1: Well, good. Well, I'm glad because I really don't want to go there. But I just (laughs) want to get... Steve's thoughts, and then I'll go to you, Derek, on the situation with Malcolm Butler. Do you think that he really is legitimately hurt? Now, to be truthful, the Patriots have put players on IR that weren't hurt before. It's actually happened. I'm not – I don't know. So what are your thoughts about Malcolm Butler?
0: Well, that's a conspiracy theory right there. I, In a
1: way, I guess.
0: <laughs> so
1: look who's the hypocrite, right?
0: Um, But, uh, you know – I was looking forward to seeing if he could recapture some of his, uh, you know, playing skill from I didn't want to go all the way back to the Super Bowl against uh, Seattle. But, uh, you know, I wanted to go back to 2020. I thought if he could play at that level that he played at two years ago, he'd be fine and he'd be part of the rotation for sure. But, you know, he had kind of an uneven training camp. You know, uh, in the short to intermediate range, he's still very sticky in coverage. But I think he's lost a a little bit of a step, you know, with that long speed. And I I thought that was coming home to roost, um, you know, uh, as training camp went on. But the the other thing is that, you know, we know Bill likes his veteran players. And I thought that we're still going to find him. A spot on the roster. I, I really okay. thought that because, you know, he does have his history here. He's been an outstanding player. He knows the defense. I was looking forward to seeing how they were going to try to use him. But now, unfortunately, I do believe he was hurt. I don't think this is a conspiracy to whatever. Derek's you know, shaking pay, his head. He doesn't
1: off. agree with you. I can tell. <laughs> He's got that grin on his face. Okay. Derek, do you disagree with Steve? Do you think that there's something to this? I'm just talking about that he wasn't injured, and what is the impact of Malcolm Butler's Patriots career? And again, I think, it's an interesting one.:
2: I think Bill told you what he felt about his outside receivers when he started working John Jones on the outside. I mean, maybe he was just maybe he's, maybe he's looking at other options. I think that when Steve and I talked about this last week he's got Jonathan Jones working outside. I think he feels, I think he felt better about moving somebody. You know, Jonathan Jones has, you know, basically been a slot corner his entire career. So I think Bill looked at and said, I feel better about what's behind Jonathan Jones in the slot than I do about what's going on outside right now. I think I thought it was an indictment on Butler. I thought it was an indictment on Terrence Mitchell as well. Um, In fact, the morning, uh that the morning that that butler was placed on IR I had tweeted out there's both of those guys are weren't making the team it was one or the other. It it seems obvious. It seemed obvious to me. It was gonna be Mills, Jones, and then and then the two rookies, both Jones. Uh we got too many Jones on the team. Um so you got four guys right there. So it wasn't gonna be Terrence Mitchell and uh you know and Malcolm Butler. Um I, I have no idea if, if the if you know what was legit or not. I mean, to me, it doesn't really matter. The fact of the matter is it I thought that Butler and Mitchell playing as much as they did in the first game I thought was kind of eyebrow raising. Okay. Um you know, but to me to me it just it was a long shot for him to make the roster. You know, it would have been nice if it worked out. It didn't. Um so I, I don't necessarily disagree with Steve. I just I just kinda look at it, you know, a little, a little differently. Um, okay. but I'm not even sure Terrence Mitchell makes his team. So I still, I, he probably, he probably will okay. he probably will, but man, you go over some of the different permutations of, of, of different guys they are going to keep. And I think miles Bryant's going to be on the team and I already listed the other four. So are they going to keep six, seven? They're going to have a lot of safeties because they're going to use a lot of safeties. Yeah. I mean, we're talking about 12 plus defensive backs. I mean, that's a lot. So, um, certainly, And it's, it's going to be really fascinating to see the breakdown of this roster when it's all said and done, because it's kind of taking shape in front of us. And I think it's a little different than what we've seen in the past few years.
1: I agree with that, Derek. And that's going to leave me before we talk about the game itself and some of the things that come out of the game, I am going to talk about one thing that has come out of the game. That's the news about the injury to Taekwondo Thornton. Can you pause that real quick?
2: So Chris and the, in the comments asked, is yep. Butler done for the year? If so, why keep a player on IR based upon yep. his age? If a player's put, put on an injury reserve at this point of the year, he's done for the year. So, yeah, mm-hmm. he, yep. he, he can't. He, he's, done, he's done. So I just wanted yep. to
1: clarify that point. Nope, no no, worries, Derek. I'm going right back to you. So let's talk about the unfortunate injury to Taquan Thornton. And this is a player that, again, they've had really bad luck drafting wide receivers. Mm. What I've seen so far has been positive. So this is a little bit of a blow. I don't know how long he's going to be out. But what are your thoughts about Tyquan Thornton? And does this hurt the rotation with the wide receivers? Is this going to keep someone else on the roster? What what are your thoughts about his impact of being out?
2: So reportedly, he's going to be out close to eight weeks. So if you look at the calendar, you're talking about Probably somewhere in the neighborhood of four to six games he's gonna miss. You know, I mean, again, just kind of a guess. For me, it is unfortunate. You know, again, Steve and I talked about Thornton kind of on the rise last week, Russ. And yeah. I mean, even even the beat writers that people would claim to be on the negative slide <laughs> have, no, have been some ha, have been, I I would guess. Fanning the flames of Thornton. And and I think it's exciting. Uh, it, wow. it is exciting. We, we saw a little bit in the first game. Unfortunately, he did something that kind of reminded me. I don't know if you guys saw this. when when The last play he p- played was the one where he got crushed by like four guys. And it kind of reminded me of Brandon Cooks in the Super Bowl when he got okay. hurt against the Eagles, where he kind of like circled back and the defender just like kind of creamed him. So the thing about this injury was a little confusing because I felt when they ruled him out, I actually was really confused because he hadn't been playing. I thought he was pulled out of the game because he was just done. I didn't even realize he was hurt. I thought he was just, you know, done for the night. Like he was like, that was it. When they ruled him out, I was concerned oh confused and then concerned. If, if a player gets hurt in a game, a regular season game, like say whoever is, and the team immediately rules him out, it's always a bad sign. Always, 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 a thousand percent true. If you, it, it, you know, in this circumstance, he had been sidelined for a while. I thought yep. he was just done. Like done in terms of right practicing, you know, or playing. It was a very weird kind of like how it happened. It it wasn't that noticeable. I mean, looking back on it, okay, you had four guys kind of lay on you. Yeah. Collarbone issue. It's, it's unfortunate Russ because he had been positively building momentum and doing everything the right way. He adds a different threat to this offense. And when him and Nelson Aguilar are on the sides of, you know, both, both the outsides of the offense, it 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 stresses a defense in a different way than what they've done in the past. And um, I'm excited to see what he can do the rest of the year. I'm happy it's probably not going to sideline him the whole year because I really would like to see him on the field because injuries, especially to rookies, really hurts their development. So I'm sure. hoping that's not the case here.
1: Okay. Steve, over to you. I want to get your thoughts on this. Uh, if I remember correctly, I could be wrong. Didn't arm Branch get hurt his rookie season? I could be wrong about that. Or didn't play as much?
0: And really I, uh, didn't see remember. as much as
1: we thought. I, You know, again, yeah. I'm going way back. But the injury to, to Thornton, I think, um, changes a little bit of maybe what the Patriots are planning to do with their roster. Yeah. So what are your
0: thoughts uh, on that? It definitely does. I yeah. mean, you know, we were thinking that, well, and Phil Perry has, has reported, you know, through his sources that, the Patriots have been getting multiple inquiries about their wide receivers. And I think that's going to slow that down quite a bit because now with him being out at least two months, um, I I don't think they're going to move anybody.
2: Steve, can I, can I ask you a question? Mm -hmm. If, if they put the Thornton stuff to the side, would you, would is there a player that you would move? Because we had ta- you and I specifically had talked about moving moving Aguilar in the past, but he's been their best player. If he you ask, if you ask well. all the beat writers the majority yeah. would say he's been their best player. So, yeah, would you, I, I wouldn't would, move
0: uh, Aguilar now. Hmm. I, I would you move not. Myers. I, if anyone would be moved, I think he'd maybe be the uh the choice, but then again. Kendrick Bourne hasn't played in either preseason game. No. Man,
2: he's been, he's, he's been he, talk about a guy with a bad summer. And I thought Evan Lazar laid this out on Patriots.com really well the other day. Since he talked to Mike Reese earlier in the summer about yeah. oh, the offense changing, I mean, it's been it hasn't been off the field, it's been on the field where he hasn't really been involved, or he's had a bad practice, he got kicked out for fighting, or he hasn't really caught the ball well, or just like little things where it's like we talked about Kendrick Bourne taking a bigger stance in the offense this summer has been totally the opposite of what we expected. And
1: but I Derek, mean, I, that shouldn't surprise you with Belichick. That why and because players that do what he did, and I'm not saying that it's wrong talking to Mike all people, but sharing information like that does not go over well with the coaches. It just yeah, doesn't. but
2: I, I, I thought I thought Evan I, think, I thought it was interesting because when you look at the – it could be just coincidental, but looking at the series of events since that point, yeah. I thought it was a good note by Evan to be like, it's been kind of weird since this. Like at the time, I, we were kind of looking at it as I've like, okay, that that's, that's just others, KB. Yeah. Just, he's that, he just seems like a jovial yeah. person. He's kind of just like out there having fun, hanging out. He, Kendrick Bourne looks like he lives his life like he's never had a bad day, and it's fine. Like, that, that's his personality. And I don't know. It just, it just seems weird. It, it, the Kendrick board thing just seems weird. Like last yep. year he, he signed and he has a bigger year than many of us expected. And you see like the locker room highlights and him and bill are dapping it up. And he's, he's making Belichick laugh and all these yep. things. And, and then this off season has been weird. And it's, yep. I, I can't remember being more confused by a player than I have been about Kendrick Bourne. About what's happening right now? Is it one of those things like Jimmy Garoppolo, who was always terrible in practice but always perform well in the games? Is is Kendrick Bourne just like not a practice player? Where it's like I don't know, not clicking for him. Like I almost I need the regular season to start so I can see what Kendrick <laughs> like see what Kendrick Bourne's status is because I have not been more confused about a, a Patriots player in Garoppolo
1: years. might be an interesting situation because maybe it is we don't we just don't know because there are players Derek listen we've seen it down there all all three of us that have not been good practice players Garoppolo is probably the worst yeah and by the way Russ and then all of a sudden has an impact you know by the
2: the way Chris has an answer for your uh I know I I know
1: I'm gonna share it right now so this is from our friend Chris in his rookie season in 2002 branch started 7 of 13 games played for the Patriots missing the final three games of the regular season with a leg injury. So it was the end of that season. Thank you, Chris. I love Chris. how Chris
2: is kind of like, like low-key producing this and just oh, throwing yeah. us our answers. Oh, yeah. he's, <laughs>
1: he's, he's taking over my job. Thank you, Chris. I appreciate yeah. that. Well, when you brought up
2: an example from 20 years ago, then none, does, I, none of the three of us remember this is what no, we need. We
1: need Chris. No, thank you, Chris. <laughs> I really appreciate you doing that. Okay, guys, coming up, now we are going to discuss the preseason game for the Patriots against the Panthers and what is the fallout of that? Do we feel more confident about the team or less confident about the team? Okay, guys, let's not waste any more time. Let's get to it. So, Derek, I'll give you first shot at this. Just opening thoughts on the preseason game against the Panthers. What stands out?
2: Well, I think what stands out to this point uh, of, I guess, training camp and through two preseason games is we have been talking all summer about how we felt better about the offense and the defense. And – I'll go back to the same kind of comment I had on Kendrick Bourne. I'm confused. Because the defense, I think the
1: defense looks pretty good, Darren.
2: The defense looks pretty freaking good, Russ. And I don't know if I'm getting hoodwinked like I did back in 2000 and what was that 2011, 2013 when yep. Andre Carter and Gerard Mayo were blitzing the crap out of everybody, and and the defense looked like it was going to take on a whole new life, and then and it, it never reverted, happened. By the way, that yeah, that and never they never kind happened. of reverted back to what it was. I don't know if I'm if that's the case for the offense. The offense is scaring the shit out of me. OK, I'm there with you, Derek. I'm there, I'm with, you, Derek. I'm there and, with you. And I know my 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 concerns were only confirmed last night when Russ said that he was worried about Mac Jones. I, I, I thought I was being I, I honest to God thought I was being overreactionary, Derek, until I saw Russ's tweet saying okay. that he 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 was worried about Mac. And I go, holy crap. Russ is worried about Mac Jones, and so am I. I felt so
1: vindicated, Russ, with that tweet. I'm going to print it out and hang it on my wall. Derek, here we go. I'm sharing it right now on the screen. So this is what I tweeted out. So I watched the Patriots preseason game, and I know it's just a preseason game, but I'm starting to have my doubts on Mac Jones. Wow. I was at training camp a few weeks ago and saw similar issues with holding the ball and bad throws. I'm also not sold on his throwing motion. Yes, I tweeted that out, Derek. And to be honest with you, my son was the one that said, I need to tweet this out because I said this to him while we're watching the game. He was flabbergasted that I went there. And he's like, well, listen, you can't just say it to me. You have to share this on Twitter and you have to share it on the show. Way to go, Brady. So so this is all Brady's fault. No, so- it's not
2: Brady's fault. It's Brady-, Brady is the source of... Pushing you to, to say what the truth is. Okay. And the truth is that if you have eyeballs, you should be concerned about what's gone on the last few weeks. So here's the thing. I, you know, Armageddon Steve's, aside. all holding
1: his head, by the way.
2: Armageddon aside, I really do feel like we could all be talking about the Patriots offense being fine five, six weeks into the season. I, I do think so. it's gonna be I do I think so. it's gonna be a clunky start. Um I don't I don't we don't know. Exactly what they've changed, what they're installing, etc. I am I am a little frustrated by some of the things that I've 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 heard and, and uh been kind of shared. So what I'll boil it down to is this. I'm a little frustrated that we've all heard that the offense has not been clicking well in training camp, but what some of the consistently shared things has been is that Mac has been Either I will say off, and you know throwing balls under the turf, and yep. kind of putting his hands up in the air, and, doing this,
1: Derek, doing yeah, this, Derek, yeah, exactly.
2: Okay? And he's obviously a little frustrated. I think his, I think based on what we've, you know, heard reported is that the offense hasn't been moving well. No, the offense. He looked like the offense looked like it was sleepwalking in this game. I know it's just preseason, but yep. I mean, come on! Look at the best look at the best quarterbacks in the league. We saw it with Brady. It 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 should be it should be just kind of like you're just doing a walkthrough. I mean, you're talking about Bing, 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 move the ball a little bit. He was all. I mean, that the pass to Parker right out of the gate, you know, behind him. Hot. He throw a throw, he had a throw late. Hot. He had one good he had one good pass out of eight in this preseason game. Half of them hit the ground. I mean, it just it just seems like it's just not fluid at all. I mean, just not not at all and. I don't know. Again, I don't know if it's the coaching, the new offense, whatever it is. I am just worried about the offense. I just think that it's going to take some more time to kind of put together. I had less worries about the offense than the defense until the last few weeks. And now I'm starting to wonder if I misjudged Steve.
1: Derek's world is being turned upside down. There's no question about that. But I want to go to you and I want to focus on the Patriots offense. Okay you can certainly comment on my thoughts on Mac Jones, but this is what I want to talk to you about because this is one thing that I, I truly believe. I think that they are changing the offense to focus on his strengths. I think that's why we're seeing them go to, as you said to me, this is more of a McVay offense than a Shanahan offense. So, but they are definitely doing this and they are struggling. Now, let to be honest here, your, your starting tackles were out. So that's a factor in everything that we saw. But I got to tell you, it shook me up watching him and it shook me up watching Mac Jones at training camp a couple weeks ago because I saw things that I'm like, I'm not sure about this. And I saw it last season too. So I know I'm doing a little Russ overreacting with my take here and good for Brady for calling me out and making me share it during the show. So that's why I'm doing that. But I want to focus on the struggles offensively, and what are your thoughts on this? Is it more of "It just needs time? Because they I truly believe that they are trying to maximize the strengths of Mac Jones. That is the reason I think is behind all of this.
0: Yes. And uh, before I get into that, it's, it's like it's so rare to see you two. In total agreement on something, I I felt like I was in a horror film. So
2: <laughs> it makes me question myself. The fact that we're agreeing, I'm literally yeah, concerned I mean, about to, it. So. To
0: see you two agree on something, I I kept looking behind me. It was like, "Is there a camera behind me?" It's like, "Yeah, you're on candid cameras." Yeah, I know, I know. Derek and I advice. rarely
1: agree. Anyone that's yeah, listened to the show all these years
0: makes me feel like my team I, I is think terrible. The offense, <laughs> I think it's everyone right now because, okay, you know we're we're looking at the offensive line missing blocks, hmm. you know, you know their their timing isn't down. I think it that carries over to the backs and the receivers, and I don't think they have their timing down yet with this new offense. Okay, you know you you can see it in the plays, and like Derek said, right off the bat, the first pass to Parker was behind him, and then you know <clears throat> they struggled. Three and outs the first two series. Didn't have a first down until their ninth play. Yep. And then then it seemed like, okay, they were getting into a little bit of a rhythm. He threw a perfect dime to Nelson Aguilar down the left yep. sideline. And I think that made the players relax a little bit. And then they, they went down, score a touchdown. Right. Um, I think it's just going to take time. But I don't think it's a Mac Jones issue. I think okay. it's all. So of you think
1: them. this is uh, more I, of a. I, 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 think it's all of,
2: I think it's all of it, but Max part of it, Steve. I mean, it's not... I'm it's... not
0: saying he isn't. I'm saying okay. all of them are involved with this. I think it's a, it's a question of timing. It's a question of chemistry. They need to, you know, iron these uh, issues out. They have a couple of practices this week against the Raiders, who are a good right. team. So... I, I look forward to seeing much better results this week. Okay. Yeah, and two or three weeks ago,
2: when you know all the beat reporters were basically saying the sky is falling and and the offense was it was a mess, I go back to what Steve. said. But just I was said. there
1: for that, Derek. That was legit.
2: Yeah, no, no, I'm not saying it wasn't, but I'm saying I think it, a lot of it does go back to that offense. The offensive line doing a new blocking scheme. I think that yeah. I think that if that is not if they want to in, implement that, I have no problem with it. But people have to understand that if it all starts up front. So, I do think the offensive right. line goes back to it. Yeah. And I think that Mac Jones was frustrated because of some of the other changes that they made, based on body language alone. Yep. And that was widely reported. It's not just one person. We're talking about multiple beat writers. Okay, it's not like, a, we know they're not just making things up. It's just right. what they're seeing. And, I do think that it, you know, right now it's, it's kind of, there are some hand in hand things, but it is a widespread issue. And that's why I'm, that's why to me, I don't know, I don't know if it's the case. And we'll see during the regular season. I hope I'm wrong. I hope that they come out and it's just kind of whatever it is. Right. I, I do feel like it could be a little sloppy. And I don't know if, if Mac, I don't know what it is, but it looked like on this last preseason yeah. game, it looked like he kind of was like, Oh crap! Like we're actually doing this now. This isn't practice. Like this. he almost looked like he wasn't like ready for it. I maybe I'm reading too much into it, but right. I I don't know. I, that's why I think it could take a couple of weeks before the offense kind of gets moving. I just think they need a little bit more kind of push. And I'm not really sure what that is, but it just doesn't look natural. It looks like they're kind of struggling through things, and that's that's why I don't know if it's terminology or something. It's something behind the scenes yep. that we that we're not able to see because it it just seems more difficult than it should be.
1: Okay. Well, that's going to lead us now to talk about some of the good things to come out of the game. That has to be the defense, Steve. I'm going to go to you. You and I've already talked about this and what's interesting about this and Derek, that's what's blowing Derek's mind is that he's feeling more confident in the defense. So am I, because what I've noticed and we, and I definitely get your thoughts on it is especially at the linebacker level, we're seeing speed. And that's just not something that we're generally used to seeing. You're also seeing it on the line, but you're seeing speed all over the place. This is where they needed to concentrate on to change over that defense. Whether it's big names, forget about the fact that, who you know, the name of the player, they have brought in players that have speed and are flying to the ball. I've been waiting to see this for years. Now, as Derek said, could it be like that preseason game with Gerard Mayo? I certainly hope not, but I don't think you can fake speed. And what I noticed in this game is speed everywhere on the defense.
0: You know, it's funny because we've been harping for them to get faster and more athletic on defense for I don't know how many years, and... And, you know, when they did that this year, a lot of the fan base was, like, really upset with this. And I've seen more than one comment on social media where the Patriots have the worst linebacking unit in the NFL. And I don't think that's the case. Not based on what I've watched. And, you know, they do have that speed element now. You know, I, I think that the trade, and you and I talked about this the trade for Mac Wilson. I think it's going to be huge. I think it's uh, going to be a big positive for this team because yeah, he's a little bit smaller, you know, than what we're used to seeing. But you know, you, when you look at him on the field, he goes sideline to sideline. And when he hits people, he hits people. Boy, do you know, they he, need that Steven? That was the thing that stood out to me. And I've liked what I've seen from several of the newer faces, Raycon yep. McMillan. Uh, I I look at thir- <clears throat> excuse me, uh, third year guy, Anthony Jennings. I think Anthony Jennings is a starter, and I don't think that's a bad thing. I'm no. watching him play. You know, he's he. Well, we've been waiting the... for
1: this for three years. We've been You're waiting. Right. For I this. mean,
0: he he's almost on to high tower size. He's 6'3", 259. so he's right at that that edge where, you know, Hightower was. And, I mean, I I like what I've seen with him setting the edge in the running game, and he's shown a real good push to get after the passer. I think he's going to be your early down, um, you know. Edge player. Edge player opposite uh, Matthew Judon. And, you know, we're going to see Josh Uche come in. He's having another really good training camp this year. So we'll see if he can continue that in on passing downs. But I, I like what I've seen with the defense. I like what I've seen uh, with the linebackers. I like what I've seen with the young defensive linemen. So I, do I, I think Steve. each one of seven. those guys, you could make a case for making the team. And I think you could make a case for them not making the team. You but know? there's a
1: lot of competition there, and that's what's good about it. And I'm glad that we are talking about Anthony Jennings because – Listen, we were just talking about James White, and James White didn't show up until year two. Well, Anthony Jennings is going into year three. And this is make yep. or break for him. Yep. So for the fact that he's really now, as you're saying, Steve, you think he's the starter and on first and second down, and Uche comes in on third down. That's not a bad thing. I'm not against that. But Derek, I want to go to you, I want to get your thoughts on the defense. We haven't even really talked about the secondary. So I want to more focus on the secondary with you. Because what's interesting about this. Is you look at it, they don't have a true number one corner. It looks like it's going to be Jalen Mills, okay? And Jalen Mills, according to everyone down there, has performed like a number one corner. So, again, I'm not saying that he is, he's going to be possibly be the Patriots, but they're going to be playing a lot of zone as Steve mm-hmm. and I talked about. Mm-hmm. So, you have him, they've moved Jonathan Jones out, and but their safeties are extremely strong. And to me, it seems like it's more important that they have basically uh defensive backs on the field, rather than calling them cornerbacks and safeties. They're going to mix and match mm-hmm. if they're going to play a lot of zone. So what are your thoughts on the secondary specifically?
2: Well, I, I first I'll say Anthony Jennings before we get focused on the secondary. I just want to yep. say that Anthony Jennings has surprised me a ton to the point where Steve and I, I think you weren't on the show for us, but Steve yep. and I had a disagreement, a rare one between us. Really? Steve, Steve was kind of pumping Anthony Jennings tires and I thought he was cut. I thought he was over. I already, I had already cleaned my hands of him. I have, I have not felt so wrong about a player evaluation in a long time. So I'll give Steve credit for that. Let's say that wow. off the top. Um, secondary, secondary um, to me, Still a big question mark. Uh, I still think Marcus Jones and Jack Jones are projects, but they have shown some early returns, which is great to see. Um, I think that Jalen Mills, Russ, to your point, uh, I think that he's performed well. Again, two players that, including myself, the fan base wasn't super high on his free yeah. signings. Now yeah. you have Jalen Mills and Nelson Aguilar, both having strong camps in year two. I was uh, going to say
1: Derek, and that's year two. And this yeah. is what tends to happen in year yeah. two.
2: I agree. And there are a lot of people who blow that off. And I think that it's not, it doesn't happen all the time, but no, it's like, it's, it's common for players in their second year at the team to feel a little bit more comfortable in what they're doing. I think Jalen Mills is playing with a lot of confidence, well, which I feel like is one of the more underrated defensive back traits. We've talked about this on the show before he's playing with confidence. He's playing well now, I personally would prefer they play man coverage. I've seen zone, zone. I think is hard to work. It's hard to work. You know, I think it's going to be a lot of bent. Put it this way, I think the defense is going to be a lot of bend, don't break this year. Okay? Yeah, I agree. People with are going to be moving, be moving the ball. You, put, I think the bill would prefer to play zone. He's playing, or I'm sorry, he'd prefer to play man. He's playing zone because he feels like he doesn't have the bodies. I'm just they we've seen that over the last 20 years. Obviously they'll mix their coverages up, but he will play man coverage. If he has the guys, I think that he doesn't feel like they have the guys right now. He didn't last year when they took, when they kind of changed the defense over. So we'll see. But um I'm intrigued with some of the guys they have in the secondary. Yeah. I'm intrigued by the safeties, Um, you know, but you know, we'll, we'll kind of see how it goes throughout the year.
1: But Derek, to your point about playing a lot of zone, the Patriots are going to face a lot of running quarterbacks. Mm -hmm. and they're scared to death of playing zone i'm I'm sorry playing man with running quarterback so that might be playing into this as well
2: sure i mean josh allen ate ate them alive last year Uh, exactly exactly you get them alive alive.
1: right and you're gonna have to figure that puzzle out to be honest with you they're gonna have to figure that puzzle out guys uh listen the hour pretty much has flown by it really has flown by and i know uh and I appreciate you guys doing this and working around my schedules. So thank you, both of you. So let's end here before we wrap up the show. And let's talk about the name of the show. And I'll ask you both a question. Steve, I'll give you first crack at this. Are the Patriots heading in the right or wrong direction?
0: I think they're heading in the right direction. I, I think they're going to be just fine this year. Uh, okay. I know you're not quite convinced of that, but... Uh, I'm, uh, you know, I have no worries about Bill the coach. None. Neither
1: do I. I, I and, don't either.
0: And I, I think they're going to get it all figured Derek out. The one, guy, it, I, I the, the one guy we didn't mention, though, Yep. that I think has made a great case for making the team is a guy I thought had zero chance, and that's a little Jordan Humphrey. Oh, that yeah. He, he, he showed up in both games, and then he yep. made that special teams play that Matthew Slater said he, he looked at Justin Bethel and said he didn't know if either one of them could have made that. That's great. Oh, that's pretty high praise for funny. a guy that's <laughs> trying to make the team. Right. Hey, so.
2: and I tweeted this out and I know uh, it was pretty popular on Twitter the other day, but to, to your point, Steve, when you look at, we we've talked about Trey Nixon building a lot of building, you know, kind of stacking days together over summer, but he's had a lot of drops these last couple of games. And, when you're talking about a Trey Nixon drop on a third down, which on the on the literally following play, we see little Jordan Humphrey on fourth down on punt on on the punt coverage team go down and kick the ball back and play like he just did. The coaches pay attention to those things. Those are the kind of things where when little Jordan's on the team and Trey Nixon's not, and we're wondering, you know, what happened? It's the it's those kind of things like that. And, and that was a play that, that you're. like like will compton a a linebacker and i think he's a free agent right now but like will compton tweeted out this week um that's gonna be on every single special teams film this entire week across the league (laughs) this is that's the kind of play that that shows i'm doing whatever i can to make this team
0: okay And, and the one thing bill said about him after the game is that he's a big wide receiver a tight endage player Oh, that gets Claire's ears percolating there. I'm sure Claire is like, oh, no.
1: (laughs) Tight (laughs) end-ish. Tight end-ish. Do you hear that, Claire? That's for you, Claire. Okay, Derek, your thoughts. Are the Patriots heading in the right or wrong direction?
2: They're heading in, in in the same direction I thought they would be, because I think they're basically a five hundred team, which you two disagree with. So I think they're right they're right where I thought they were gonna be.
1: <laughs> okay.
2: So I'm writing, I, I feel vindicated as I ever have. So
1: <laughs> Okay. So Claire disagrees and she says nah, he's a wide receiver. So just a little Yeah, little, yeah
0: he's little thoughts from That's from, because she wants Izzo back. Oh, yeah.
1: can we Steve <laughs> what are you doing? Shh <laughs> Don't he's, a wide
2: receiver. he's a wide receiver, but he's got a tight end diet. I'll just say okay, it. <laughs> okay.
1: Please, please don't get her started on Ryan. Izzo. We'll never get through the show. Okay. Oh, um, <laughs> I love you, Claire. Can I say oh, one thing oh, before here we wrap go. up? Okay. Yeah. Before, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Before we, cool. wrap up, I, I, before we wrap up,
2: I do want to say, I am very intrigued with some of the late round draft picks and, um, Undrafted free agents the team has, I think there's a lot of them okay. that could show up on the roster. Uh, the the legitimate 53 man roster, I really am intrigued. I okay. I think that Lebron Ray, who Steve and I have talked about yeah, a lot, I, I've heard you guys uh, from talk Alabama, about Alabama, very versatile, has moved around the defensive line a lot. Sam Roberts, uh, who uh, you know we've talked about before, won the uh, Cliff Harris Award, mm-hmm. which is the defensive player of the year for Division Two. Um, he was a sixth round draft pick. He hasn't really shown up in practice based on reports. Both games, he stood out big time. Uh, really intrigued with him. Uh, Brendan Schooler from Texas. Uh, special teams constantly, constantly showing up. Uh, I think that's me And Demarcus Mitchell. Again, I, I think back-to-back games. I, I think they have four, maybe even five, if you count Cody Russi at center. Because I thought James Ferentz, Ferentz is a had a really rough week. They have four or five undrafted or late round draft picks that I think have a legit shot at making this team. So I wanted to highlight a couple of those names because as we're getting closer, we got another round of cuts in two days. Yep. So I just want to keep those names out there because I think those guys are going to be if they're not making the team, I think they're going to be wanted to be on the practice squad. They are names that
1: have really, really stood out in big ways. Okay. Before I give my thoughts, I'm just going to share this because this is going back and forth and driving me crazy. So this is from Claire. Bring me the Izzo. So I'm going to just share this right now on the show. Claire, if the Patriots ever bring back Ryan Izzo, I will step aside and let you host Patriots fourth and two. That's how strong I feel about this. I've never, you...
2: never wanted Ryan Issa to be back so
1: badly. There we go. There we go. There Better we go. Show. Better show. Fantastic. Thank you. Thank you, Derek. What a great way to end the show. And I haven't even given my thoughts because Derek had to go there. Okay. So my thoughts are the Patriots are heading in the right direction. And it is about the defense. As Derek said, I do believe the offense will come around and I think you will see them cater to what Mac Jones does well. Is he an elite quarterback? I think the jury is out on that. I'm not sure yet. So that's why I said what I did to my son. But I do think that they're headed in the right direction. And Derek, I'm not changing my prediction. I actually was asked by a website covering the NFL if I would give prediction and I stuck with 12 and 5 so I'm not changing my mind on that so I'm going 12 and 5 anyways.
2: hey, hey the tit- the captain of the Titanic went down with the ship so if you want to do that same thing you can too
1: okay <laughs> great and I will just leave us with this this is from our friend Chris Patriots 4th and Izzo I love that
2: I never want to hear Ryan Izzo's name ever again just <laughs> throwing it out there for future shows
1: <laughs> okay well that's great so Let's end the show on that note because I've had enough of Ryan Izzo as well. For Derek Havens and Steve Ball Sherry, I'm Russ Goldman. Thank you as always for watching. Patriots fourth and Izzo or Patriots fourth and two? I'm going to say Patriots fourth and two.